1: dot SportsInsiderRadio.com, otherwise known as the John and Mike Show, otherwise known as the Baseball Show, otherwise known as my show. So, Mike, let's talk about it. You're going to be getting on a plane, less than 24 hours, flying a lovely San Juan, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, and uh, you're going to be gone, but you'll have your computers with you. You'll be tracking your systems, your trends. Tell everybody about the big fun week of festivities. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
2: La cool. Let's oh, go. We Let's have, hear. Finally, we finally have gotten here. It's uh, the bachelor party we've all been waiting for. I can't quite get excited yet. I don't know the debauchery that's going to happen in the next four days. Um, all I can tell you, it's going to be epic. But as much as I want to do it, and as much as I roll. Um, I want to at the end of the day still be consistent for my clients, still be available. I'm still gonna be running the numbers. The the good thing about my uh the underdog model that we run, it's it's AI based, so there's not much to do except monitor it and release the games and rebet them. The good news is I have access to plenty of outs where I could get my games in. It doesn't matter where I am in the world. It doesn't matter. I could still get him in. So we'll still be rolling. Soccer is still um, running every single day. We're, we're getting toward the end of the English Premier League and the, the secondary leagues. That's going to run until the first uh, week or second week of May. We still have the European leagues and the Champions League that are going to be running until June and then obviously we have alternate leagues as well. So soccer still in full force. The volume has definitely decreased because of the leagues finishing, uh, this spring. And then obviously with baseball, we're just ramping up. I'm still paper trading, John, as you know, my, my actual, um, underdog model. Sorry, not the underdog, the totals model. And with the totals model, I'm not going to actually start running it. In terms of betting it until the second week of May, it looks like the data from the teams themselves from the hitting is already there. The only thing that I'm waiting on is a couple more pitching rotations for um, starting pitchers for me to actually get uh, the data to put into the, to the algorithm. So we should be good to go in the second week of May. So Let me ask you regarding
1: the um, over model. 21 games over 500, 137 games have gone over, 116 games have gone under. Uh, that's 54.2% to the overs. Um, if you break out just extra inning games, obviously it's fi- it's actually 15 and 10. But, you know, do you think that uh, the new rule changes are – you know, it's a slight edge. Everybody acts like every game's going over. It's still only 21 games over 500. Line makers are starting to adjust. At one point, it was not 54 percent; it was almost 64 percent. It's come back down to earth. It was it was almost up. I think at one point there were 35 games over 500. Now it's 21 games over 500. These games are going
2: quick with these new rule changes. Well, it's it, you're going to start seeing, um, especially with the the underdog model we were hitting at a 40% clip which we were still ahead from the beginning of the season but we saw that the predominantly there was a lot of favorites winning which we all know the data for I mean you've been tracking it for many decades you were even paper tracking it before it was you know available information online um pre internet that's I'm going to I'm going to date you there uh so now that we have all the data, we know that eventually it, it evens out, and you're not going to see these favorites consistently win at such a high at uh, such a high win rate. So we saw that over the weekend, where I mean, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I had a client who had texted me. He goes, "I have never been so happy to lose 25 games a week and come out in the plus." It's good to hear that. Read me it's that good text. The the guy, the read
1: me the text the guy sent you yesterday.
2: What was the, we're not
1: going to say his name, but one what was second, the text he sent let me,
2: you? Let me pull, hold on one second. Give me
1: and one then I'll, second, while you're looking for it. that, I got a text this, I got a text this morning at 7.28 a.m. Um, from, uh we're going to just call him Captain Morgan in Kansas City. Captain Morgan, like the spice rum. He sent me mm-hmm. a text, Mike, he said, Currently, right now, the MLB favorite records as of last night is 159 and 105, winning 60.23% of the time. If you have played to win $1,000 on every game, you are currently down $4,650. So I want everybody out there, I have clients, they they actually send me stats like this, they do a lot of this uh, deep diving. 54 games over 500 for anyone that tells me that there's a reason to bet favorites. Wrap your head around that. You bet every game 159 games. You won. You lost 105 games. You're up 54 games. You bet every game to win $1,000. You are down 46.50. You bet to win $100, you're down $465. Isn't that all the clients need to hear? But instead, I'll watch guys lay these stupid prices on these pitchers. that are going to be out after the fifth inning. So like I said, it is amazing to me. He said, underdogs are down a good bit for the year, which is why you have to be selective, and it's why I'm up for the year. What are we up right now, Mike? Nine units, 9.3
2: units, 8.5 units? like last night. Yep, last night we pushed. We went one and one. uh, One and one, but we still made money because we both bet. No, we made money because we're, again, only taking the underdog value. Um, But here I got got the text pulled up. Uh, This is Don. One of our clients has been with us for a while. He said, Mike, I'm really starting to get into losing 25 games a week and being happy because of the dog system. I mean that just says it in a nutshell. That there's a client that is not worried about the games we put out or the teams. Obviously, when we're playing dogs, we're not putting out the the pretty teams, the teams that are the pretty on top of the standings. What we're doing is we're following a model diligently. We're not over betting when we're down early in the week. We don't care. Because what's happening is the clients are starting to notice when the losses happen on a night, let's say you go 0-3 or 0-4, well, you're not losing 0-4 plus the VIG or plus the juice on an average day if you were doing that in football. It's a flat wager, and you're not losing more than the unit. And then when we come out and we have a really big night and we're winning these plus 220s, which we happen to do, on multiple occasions in the same night, you know, you're, you're talking about putting up three net games, but you're winning 5.3, 5.6 units on the night. I mean, it just, well, the law of averages, if you're constantly doing this over a scale of thousands of games throughout a the seven month season, I mean, we know the results. I think a lot of the clients finally are starting to get it. Because I had clients early in the season, John, that literally would call me go, why are you betting Oakland again? Why are you betting Tigers again? You didn't get that, guys. Okay. And then point? when the Tigers win, they're plus 250.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, they're plus 250. And there was a – you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about the bad beats. None of them like, – they don't even matter. But my clients watch the games. And I get feedback the following day. The feedback is, did you watch that game? And it, we lost in extra innings. And I keep, and I was telling you, we were having this conversation the other day, um, where I was saying, I'd rather be on the dog and lose in extra innings than sweat it out and be on the favorite and win in extra innings, if that makes any sense.
1: Like, 100%. I always and let me, want let me to just,
2: be on the dog side. <laughs> And, you know,
1: back to, you know, Lee, a client just called, a um, client from Atlanta, Georgia, just called. Lonnie called from Atlanta, Georgia. I just talked to him before I got on the air. He put $200 in his account. He told me he ran it up to 60000 a year ago. You can't hear
2: me, boss? so we had a little bit of technical difficulties we lost John on the call I'm going to wait till he gets back before he gets back I'm going to do a little uh, we were going to do the segment at the end of the show with the Ravens where we're going to do it now while we get John back on the line here so as you all know I'm a Ravens fanatic I've been a Ravens fanatic since I could ever remember Uh, they came here back in 1996 I remember Watching them in the Super Bowl in 2001, I was still in high school when they won the first Super Bowl with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. So the Lamar drama, I think it's all fluff. Everybody's claiming that it's the contract, it's this, it's that. Listen, Odell Beckham didn't come here because he was going to be playing with Tyler Huntley as a quarterback. Lamar made some demands, which I was, uh, couldn't believe that the guy could make demands like that without even signing a contract. But he said, I want Odell and I want Hopkins. As of yesterday, I saw some uh, media reports. Again, I don't know exactly how credible it is that Hopkins is still open to coming here. I don't even know what the look- offense would look like with Hopkins and Odell not injured, Dobbins coming back off a really good comeback year, not injured, Mark Andrews not injured, Bateman is a number three Not injured, again, it's a lot of what-ifs, but at the end of the day, if that is what we're putting out there, game one, even if Hopkins doesn't come here, we are going to steamroll the division. I'm saying this right now, in April, we're going to steamroll the division. I don't care about the Bengals, I don't care about the Steelers or the Browns. We're going to be a powerhouse because we have a new offense that nobody knows how to stop Lamar. If he is in a different style offense where he's not predictable, Greg Roman was very predictable. And with the new offensive scheme of Todd Moncton, I think he's going to be very explosive and exciting. If he's in it a hundred percent, we have a revamped offensive line again, not injured. We haven't even seen Lamar play with our huge mid-season trade last year. I mean, we pick up the number one linebacker in all of football in a trade. Now we sign him to a long-term deal. We have the secondary. We have the rookies. We have a very good defense. We haven't even seen Lamar in action with him yet. So I could only imagine what that will bring if we have an actual wide receiver number one, even if he's not 100%. I don't expect Odell to be the New York Giants Odell, but I do expect him to definitely produce if he is healthy. Being off an entire year rehabbing the injury, from what I was, uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine, and he was telling me, "Look, when you have a kid, everything changes. Your perception changes. Your, you know, you become an adult overnight." And I think that's what happened to Odell once he had the kid. The drama is lifted. He's more focused and I hope that's the case. And I I truly believe that he becomes more mature player because they all come in here, you know, as kids out of college and they get these million dollar contracts and they have all these opportunities and they don't really know how to act. So I just hope that this is going to raise him to the next level. I think the leadership and the organizational leadership with the Ravens is definitely. A, a big factor that's going to keep him in line. I'm I'm Team Odell. I'm Team Lamar. Until they say he's traded or he's not showing up, I am him behind him all the way I've always have been. So I'm excited for the Ravens, and I'm excited for the opportunity to, to see a Super Bowl contender once again. Because obviously without him, I, there, it's a rebuilding year. There's no way we're making it to the Super Bowl. So that's my chant. That's my rant. Uh, John, are you back on the show? Nope, you're still not back yet so uh again, technical difficulties we're gonna keep it moving. If you are not on the soccer channel because you don't like soccer, that's not the right the way to go about it. If you're just independent and you're just following and tracking independent models, you're still gonna be profitable. But the best way, the way to create... Oh, you're back. I'm here. I'm here, brother. I'm here. Oh. Well, I was just explaining to him how to be fully diversified. Maybe you could step in and getting access to all the channels and what that would bring to the bottom line.
1: I mean, it goes back to... I got cut off when I was talking about this gentleman, Lonnie, that called me this morning. He uh, was inquiring... He opened an account with two hundred dollars a year ago. He ran it up to six sixty thousand. Then he started pressing ten thousand a game, and you know that you know the outcome. Blew it all back. Never took a withdrawal like everybody in the gambling world does. Never withdraws their money. And the gamblers, not the businessman. And you're now on this rat race of chasing that high. It's like the guy walking into the casino, winning the first day. Well, this is easy, and now you're burnt. You got that. You're going to chase that. I don't want to use the word high, but you know, Mike, you're going to chase that high. And unfortunately, it's mm-hmm. going to cloud your thinking. It's going to cloud your judgment. And look, you go on, on my website. I charge $200 a day, 199 for a day. I charge 999 a week for North American sports. I charge $14,999 for a year. For North American sports, we won't even get into other exotic stuff like golf and soccer and UFC and horse racing, et cetera, et cetera, and tennis. But I'm not going to take somebody's money if they can't be diversified. So he said, I want to start out with a $1,000 bankroll, round two. I said, you don't have enough money to pay me. I would never take your money. I'm just not going to deal in a situation where a client is underfunded. So, the diversification part comes into how much gasoline do you have in the engine, and are you willing to follow the one percent rule? Are you going to chase putting 200 dollars in account, running it up to 60,000, Or are you going to put 5,000 in your account and bet 50 a game, 10,000 in your account and bet 100 a game? If I say to you right now, Mike, I'm up 3,100 in the last two days betting baseball, there's no monetary numerical reference to that number. It doesn't mean anything. This is why I get very frustrated with the state of the the, the marketing that has exploded in this business because of the legalization. Everybody's making it look easy and bragging on social media. And look, caveat emptor, buyer beware. You know, I don't really have much empathy, empathy for people. And look, I'm... I think you could say I'm a nice guy. You you agree I'm not a bad guy, Mike, right? No, not at all. You're just very enthusiastic. I could care less about the war stories of somebody losing money. Anytime somebody calls me up and goes, some guy with a Birkin bag or a Ferrari or a fancy show on CNBC in 2015 lost me 20000 I have zero lack of empathy for that client. That client... Did not lose them any money. That capper, excuse me, did not lose them any money. They allowed themselves to be taken advantage of their greed of somebody promising them riches with a little money to win a lot. So I get a story and story that I paid this guy 20000 He told me he was going to, uh, if I wish I would have never listened to it. So it's, it's all you, the guy looking in the mirror. So I have very little, there's no empathy button for somebody that allows themselves to believe that there's a lock or a game that can't lose or a fixed game. If you buy into that stuff, shame on you. It's 2023. These lines are very efficient. At the end of the year, dogs and favorites are 50% in every sport. We've already proved this for nine, 10 years on the radio. Every dog in the NFL, you bet every dog at at the end of the Eighteen game week, you're literally every team's nine and nine dog favorite. It does it, everything is fifty percent NBA, fifty percent college basketball, fifty percent college football, fifty percent NFL, fifty percent against the spread. We're not talking about money lines, so you're not going to beat these efficient numbers thinking that every game's a 30-point blot and every game's a lock. If you want to be diversified, it has nothing to do with John, it has nothing to do with Mike, it has nothing to do with anything, other than would you open up a stock trading account with $1,000 and try to trade a stock that's $1,000 a share and trade one share? The answer is no. Would you open up a crypto account and try to buy one Bitcoin, which is $29,000, with $1,000 in your account? The answer is No. In every other walk of life, when it comes to financial ROI and trading vehicles, you're properly funded. We talked to this. I talked to this guy, Mickey Mouse in Texas the other day. You put me on the phone with Mickey Mouse. Same thing for all you guys that have, you know, PP credit. It's an illusion. You're underfunded. You don't have the money to be betting correctly. You don't have the money to treat it as a business. And so, what, what I am like, I love the fact that I turn away more clients than I accept now because I don't want to deal with somebody that's coming into it setting themselves up for failure. I can go on YouTube and I can talk about all the systems and all the strategies, I can have all the data, i.e., 196 units for college and pro basketball and football last football season. Mike, wrap your head around that. 121, I say it a million times, 121 wins, 161 losses, last football and basketball season from yours truly. 40 games under 500, and I made 196 units. And I'm looking at, I would say, somebody that's well-respected in this industry. And in college basketball, they made 11 units. And in NFL, they made 3.5 units. Now, here's the thing that I take issue with. I don't charge enough for the information because what happens is when you charge too little, 15 grand for a year is peanuts for what we offer somebody, 2,000 for a month nonsense a thousand for a week forget about it. it's less than one bet for the average guy we're dealing with when you're in a situation and you are uh, dealing with clients that are looking at the short term it's easy to sell them short-term products and not look at the big picture this company and again i'm not going to name their name i've named it before they had 468 selections in nfl and college uh uh i'm sorry they had 468 selections in college basketball last season. They made 11 units. They charged $33 a game. That's $15,444, Mike. So if you bet, if you paid for every game, you, were, you paid $15,444, and if you bet $1,000 a game on all 460 games, 8 games, you made eleven thousand. dollars and you lost four, 4, 4, 4, 4, 44, 44. So, in order for someone to afford that product, they would have to be playing at least 2, 3, 5,000 a game. And if you're playing 2,000 a game, it should be 1% of a $200,000 bankroll. You and I can agree from the people that we deal with how many people are really calling in here with a $200,000 bankroll? Not credit, bankroll. Yeah. And so, no. like, like Mickey Mouse. He had access to a million dollars in credit. It's just credit. It's monopoly money. It doesn't mean anything. What I love about the newfound world we're living in, with the 36 states plus Washington, D.C. being legal, is at least when somebody calls up and says this is the amount of money in their XYZ legally traded, uh, publicly traded sports book, there's no, they can only hang themselves with what's in the account. So you have a disconnect where you're taking a small amount of money constantly. You're trying to make a large amount of money. I believe the client took $200 and turned it into $60,000 because we hear stories like this every single day. The untold part of the story is not the $200. If you're listening to this, and you, you can get lucky if you're listening to this. You can do everything we say not to do. You can put a $50 bill with a free bonus in one of these legal accounts. And you can run it up to a hundred thousand, but the majority of the people, and we've been doing this for you know me thirty five years, you 20, fifteen years now, is nobody's going to make a redemption, nobody's going to make a withdrawal. They just see that number in their account, and it's now at sixty thousand. Let me see if I can get it to a hundred. You know how that went. So that's my two cents about being diversified, not worrying about what shape the ball is. Not being short term when you have access to all of the data, not caring about the fact that you don't know anything about soccer, how many soccer games did you release this morning? Mike Just one okay so and do you know I mean I know you're not from America and you know about soccer, but you don't watch these games either. you don't watch this i know I think you prefer watching soccer more than u s sports
2: am i wrong yeah i mean i I personally like um Watching soccer because it's a beautiful game to me because it's there's you have all these different continents that have different style of play, so it's it's not like NBA where NBA you know when they go international, guys from the from the US when they play guys from Argentina, it's, yeah maybe the the play calling and the way that they runs a little different, but it's it's pretty much the same game, but when you get in soccer, it just gets very very unique when you're going to. You're going to basically you know Argentina versus going to Ghana it's a different style of play it's a, it's it's very technical, so it becomes to me I love the game I play soccer on Monday nights in an adult league um, yeah, speaking so
1: about that since we we're having a little fun here today uh how was how enjoyable was monday night tell me so the reason why I'm going to bring up Monday night your soccer game is. One thing is the difference in terms of soccer fan passions in NFL or baseball. We all know and seen stories on social media of fans losing their minds in soccer games. But I didn't realize that I actually went into the amateur ranks of just having fun on a Monday night.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, it was, uh, they got a little aggressive. There were some punches thrown. Um, you got to remember, this is a 35 and over league. So you would think that wouldn't be the case but people still care a lot and they don't like to get, you know, pushed around and I really don't know what started. Would you exactly say the guy checked started. up on him? Would you say the guy threw an elbow at the other guy? Threw an elbow, another guy threw an elbow back, punches were thrown, the rest of the team jumped in. It wasn't really anything much more than that, but of course, I'm uh not a soccer player by nature. I just stumbled into it freely for exercise and I'm a goalie and I look like a you know a linebacker playing goalie, so I you know I jumped in the middle acting like I was going to be this you know enforcer, so I stopped any more damage to be done. It didn't look like the the um you know Hispanic community, the team that we were playing, really wanted any part of what I had to offer, so we kind of just separated and there was no they didn't way want any there. of that Ukrainian but, heat you were going to bring <laughs> no, 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 so it was uh i was I looked pretty serious. But again, I was just breaking it up. That, you know, I had basically uh, UFC gloves on, also called uh, goalie gloves. So I was ready to roll. That's amazing. I just can't even
1: imagine. I'm a cyclist. We don't have those issues in, in cycling. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could try to like go by somebody and cut them off and then they lose their mind at the next break. But, you know, other than that, right, I, right, you right, see, right. You don't see punches being thrown. Um, but, you know, it is interesting because. You know, as you know, we we are uh, dealing with a group that makes a fortune playing tennis, and we haven't decided to release that to anybody yet. And I can already hear the the newbies. I don't know anything about tennis. I don't want to play tennis. You can't hear me again. I can hear you again. Oh. Yeah, you know, I was saying we have a group we're, we're dealing with that's giving us tennis on a trial. We're not releasing it, and these guys are pretty sharp. But you know, the the people that are in our stable the real clients that we've had for years, they're all game. They're good. They'll play it. It's that new guy that's not playing baseball right now. You can't hear me again? Take
2: like every other word. What's that? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Now you're gone. When we're putting out stuff in these international soccer leagues where unless you have a ultimate sports pass on your, you know, on your local networks that you're actually subscribing to an internet provider, you're not seeing the games. You're definitely not following it. Same thing with tennis, same thing with golf, same thing with MMA and even baseball. Most people, unless you're a purist and you're really obsessed with the game itself, nobody watches baseball games. I mean, the most, the most I'll do if I'm truly bored, whatever I'm doing and I'm out, is I'll watch it on my phone for a little bit and then I get bored of that. So, MMA, completely different story. You know, my group that I associate with that's hit some mega parlays in MMA. It's the only sport outside of baseball where you can get the best, truest odds in a parlay. No other sport will will provide that for you because unlike anything else, even boxing, um, and again, there might be a guy that's really good at boxing parlays because you will get honest odds with that also, but we have a guy, I'm not going to mention him on air, that I ride his parlays every single time during MMA. It's basically almost every other weekend. Yeah, I
1: tried
3: to get in last week
2: and you said he lost the first bet. No,
1: what
3: there wasn't the there results. wasn't
2: a win. You're you're glad not to get in. But again, we're not sitting here saying we win every week. It's a constant you don't have to. You'll literally lose five, six times literally out of an eight week period And those two weeks that you hit going to be 10x of what you actually invested. That's just how it works because the way that he does it is not only is he picking the actual winner in a parlay, but he also picks the way that the finish happens, which for guys that are not MMA junkies, um it's submission, TKO or goes to a decision or on points. So he's picking whether it's going to be a submission or TKO, you could actually do what's called a double chance where you pick either or and then the guy has to win itself or girl. So, he's doing a 5 or 6 leg parlay with those odds meaning a favorite can become a dog because you're picking him on a way that he's going to finish the match. So, you know, when you when you really get dig deep into that and you're putting up, you know, 800 to win 50,000 great, you could lose five weeks in a row losing 800, but the time that it hits for 50, you know, now you've invested 4,000. But what does that say? You have to have a big enough bankroll to overcome losing a couple thousand if you're doing it at 800 a clip. And it might take longer. It's not saying that we consistently hit, but look, since I think since you've been actually involved, he's hit two of them for over Now totaling over six figures since October. I think that was the first one. And he's has, so he's made over six figures, but he's invested, I think about 29,000. So the the gaps could be pretty vast. But again, if you're following it and you're just a, I don't care, whatever you give me, I trust your judgment. You guys are sharps. You guys know you guys are moving on games. You guys are moving on events. Same thing with golf. You could lose five, six weeks in a row and then you hit that long shot that wins the tournament and boom, that, that pays you a six figure return. So, you know, what I could say to anybody that is, has the liquidity, we don't offer these programs to just anybody just because you have 10,000 in your bankroll doesn't mean you're going to get access to these programs. Why? Because you can't overcome the losing of the sports that are not daily, meaning the golf and the MMA You can't handle the losing because if you lose two, three weeks in a row, you don't have enough gasoline in the engine to be able to make a comeback and consistently fire out. I mean, I live by this motto, John. I'm sure you've heard me say this. NSF stands for never stop firing ever. You just every week, it's like, doesn't matter if I lost the previous week in MMA, I'm firing no matter what. Because I'm not betting a high percentage of my bankroll, it's I'm constantly I have to be in the game for me to actually win. Because those big hits with those large parlays in MMA and golf constantly happen, but no matter what, NSF keep it going.
1: Well, speaking about keeping it going, let's talk about the Ravens. Talk to me about Lamarvillis. Since we got, you already had the talk.
2: The I already went over it. This is when you weren't on the call. I went to the I went to the Raven segment a little early, but look, with ten with ten minutes left in the show, again, I am going to have the best time in the next four days. I'm very excited to be flying in by this time tomorrow. I'll be sitting on a beach in Puerto Rico, smoking a very expensive cigar, sipping on a ginger ale. And uh, just enjoying being on a beach, which is one of my favorite things in the world to do.
1: Where are you going to be next Wednesday?
2: (laughs) Right here. In Baltimore, Maryland. In our studio. Talking about the exact same thing we're talking about this week. We might have a guest come on the show next week. We obviously did not have a guest on this week, but... We always try to spice things up and keep content fresh because we do have a, a very large following that loves hearing from us every Wednesday. And if for whatever reason we weren't on, trust me, we're getting a lot of DMs. We're getting a lot of text messages going. I couldn't get on. Oh, couldn't hear your show. It's like everybody loves, just like when I wake up in the morning, I watch a couple of the weekly, I mean, sorry, the daily shows Like, pardon the interruption is in the afternoon. I used to listen to that and watch that every single day. Now it's first take on ESPN. It's the same concept. People love hearing us every Wednesday, no matter what. No matter if it's baseball, we still have a lot to talk about. And before we know it, it's going to be the NFL draft which is the 28th. I still have a little bit of hope, John. I was going to ask you about your ticket. What's up with that? Yeah, he's he's going down right now. It's kind of uh, been dialed in for C.J. Stroud to go one overall. Um, but again, anything could happen. They could trade away the first pick and you know, a team like the Colts could move up and grab him. It's not looking great, but uh, I still have a glimmer of hope that Mr. Richardson could take me to the promised land. If he goes first overall for the new listeners, we have a plus 7,700 on him um, to be the first overall pick. And at one point he was plus 350 about two, three weeks ago. So we definitely have good EV value on that one, no matter the case. So hopefully we actually get a payday. Pretty uh,
1: pretty awesome. We're gonna have we, you know golf between golf and between uh, uh, tennis, which we're gonna start so shortly. For the people that are listening that are already members, we'll be launching the tennis shortly. Uh, it, it's gonna be fun. Like I said, it, it, the legalization has changed because you definitely have more people interested year round, but you still have a very large segment of people that are just not gonna even consider making a wager till uh. Football, and my personal opinion, always has been, it's okay to be a fan, Mike. It's okay to just have fun and enjoy the thrill of wagering on NFL or college football. I honestly think those people have no business subscribing for picks or services. If you're simply locked into the seasonality of a certain time of the year, it means that you just chalk it up to entertainment, be happy at the end of an 18-week season if you break even, Have a little fun. But don't you agree that it's just not worth subscribing to a a real service where you're going to get real professional advice, which is going to be the complete opposite of that fanfare situation? I mean, I tell people if I had a dollar for every time I tell someone not
2: to join when they call and inquire, people would be shocked. It's the same old story. People want to win, but they don't want to treat it like a business. Uh, Some do, and those are are clients that literally I rarely hear from except Mondays when I do the wrap-up calls from the previous week for money management. Uh, But people think this should be easy cash. It should be... it's, It's like some guys really believe it's like dogecoin. I know we haven't said that word in a couple of years when it was a TikTok phenomenon, everybody was jumping on it. You could literally throw in $200 and at one point it was worth like 30,000. Like that's what people expect sports betting to be. They just think they should be able to throw in 500 bucks in their account and they're going to bet these 10 team parlays with boosts and additions. Like why do you think they're giving these boosts and they constantly, the reps and the hosts, email you if you're with you know, with those apps. They constantly, oh, you got a four-team four boost today. They just want you to never forget that the app exists on your phone. That's why. They don't care about giving money away. They don't care if you win. They don't care if they constantly give you free play. As soon as they see you're not active, you're getting an alert. By the way, you have extra money in the account. They don't want you to forget that the app exists. So you know you're literally at a disadvantage. Aren't they
1: throwing weren't they
2: throwing money at our, our our
1: good friend Randy this week?
2: Oh, constantly. They don't want him to forget that the app is on his phone. That's it. So you as a as a consumer are at a disadvantage from day one if you don't have a system in place where you're following it literally. No other games on your own, not trying to bet more, not trying to chase, not trying to do the little uh, 4 a.m. intoxicated five-team parlay. All of that stuff is going to cost you more than you'll ever win. But if you treat it like a business and you really are dialed in with the groups that you know are providing you with real information, because, I mean, we have all the credibility in the world. I mean, you go on my Instagram channel, we have Four years of radio. I'm connected to some of the biggest sharps in this industry that all have really good reputations from third parties. All this stuff is verifiable. All your stuff is verifiable. It's like, at what point do people separate the, you know, Joe Schmo from New York telling him he's got a lock tonight to treating it like a business and actually putting it into action? So. You know, I know we could beat a dead horse and talk about this for many years to well, come. Let me ask you real will. quick
1: because before the music goes in four minutes, uh, NBA playoff action: Lakers are up one nothing. They're at Memphis again tonight. That's a, uh, conspir- a typical. Are you one of these Are you one of these? No, no, no. Are you one of these conspiracy theories where you think you, you people always say, "Oh, they're trying to push it to the maximum games." I don't. There's no conspiracy. No, in that
2: sense. I don't. But it's, it's a just, it's a typical Grizz spot. Because the Lakers won, I mean, David Miller's all over the Grizzlies. I love them tonight. Again, I mean, the whole world's gonna be betting the Bucks tonight. Yeah, it's just you know, you, going down two zero in a series, especially when you're a a team that's supposed to do some damage in the playoffs, is obviously like last night. Typical spot was the Cavs. We didn't right. have them on a release because Dave. I, again, I don't produce any of my own games. For NBA, I trust Dave's system 100%. He did not have anything on that game, but that was a typical spot where the Cavs lost the first game at home, and they had a lot more. To them, it's like if they go down 0-2, the series is over, especially when they give up home field advantage. So it's a very pivotal game, just like Game 3 is also a very pivotal game if a series is 1-1. So it's going to be very interesting to see. I love the NBA playoffs. You could tell they play a lot harder than they do in the regular season and makes the games very exciting. And so far they've produced. The, the excitement has been there. I've caught a couple of them. So I do enjoy the game. I, I enjoy watching really the best players in the world play in the playoffs. Regular season, not so much. But the playoffs, I do tune in from time to time. So do you have any sleepers in the
1: playoffs tonight? Today is Wednesday live. You know, we don't. You know, even though you don't do your own thing, unless it's Dave. No,
2: my like I said, Dave's all over Memphis. I'm all over Memphis. I love Memphis. I think it's a perfect spot for them to bounce back and um, to at least get a split at home, even though they're losing home field advantage already with the split. Um, this is a it's a must must win game for them. And again, it could lose not saying that there's anything sh- more sure about the game than another game. But again, it's a, it's an auto spot for Dave. It's an auto spot for me that it's like mindless down one zero. Are you, you going to,
1: are you going to lay the Warriors minus five tomorrow? They're down two Oh, they're in golden state. The line opened up at seven. It's going to be
2: tough. Now, no five. dream on, which actually is an advantage for him. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't produce any of my own NBA content. That is to the experts. My thing, my bread and butter, we all know is baseball. Why have five niches when you could have one? Like I said, we'll be back
1: next week. You'll be drinking some uh, uh, Diet Coke on the beach in Puerto Rico tomorrow. Ginger ale. Ginger ale. Ginger ale. uh, some some, some, Some Puerto Rican cigars. Have fun. Is the ball and chain on the ankle feel like it's getting heavier as we move closer to? Nah, nah, nah. I notice you're limping a little to one side when you walk now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, like I said, we did it. Another issue is in the books. We'll be back next week, sportsinsiderradio.com for anyone in the ones working the 101. Johnsyndicate.com. Good day and good luck.